everyone! In today's episode of Triforks podcast, we will welcome two employees from the Trifork Amsterdam office. Thanks for joining us today. To start with, could you both tell us a bit more about your role within Trifork and about the current projects? Yeah, sure. I'm a Java developer within Trifork. I work I currently work on a project for a financial institution, a payment service provider, to build a KYC system. PSP companies, they, re, they have to know their customer, basically, so they have to do uh, certain checks before accepting clients. And um, we're currently building a system for that. And then next to that, I'm also working in the project for the Dutch Lotteries, Nederlands Loterij. We built two systems there, or we're currently building two systems there. One is a gateway that connects their whole infrastructure, all separate components within their system. Another one is a subscription system in which players can subscribe to the different games of the Dutch lotteries. Yep. Yeah, and for me, my role at the moment is the software architect of the Dutch lottery subscription system. I've been doing that for the past two years now together with my colleague here. It was an interesting ride so far and uh, the customer is happy and will likely uh, continue for some time uh, being. We released the latest uh, game, I think, early this year, right? In March this year? Yeah. yeah. So Actually, the, we added an extra game in, uh, in July. Well, that sounds really interesting. So could you maybe elaborate on what was the challenge that the Netherlands Lottery was trying to initially overcome? Yeah, initially they had an aging system which was tied to their uh, lottery system and they needed a new solution and they couldn't find a suitable off-the-shelf system. So they came to us for a uh, custom-built solution. Yeah, most off-the-shelf systems are really tailored to uh, that you have somewhat of a fixed subscription to some products that can easily be built monthly or weekly, I don't know. These lottery games, there the, the subscriptions are really, really flexible. And you can change your subscription on a daily basis, basically. And each month you will be uh, built with different uh, amounts or can be built with different amounts. So they really needed a lot of flexibility there. And that's what we could offer them. Yeah, the, this was not your typical off-the-shelf magazine subscription no, or uh, gym subscription. So. And indeed, it also had to be quite self-serving for the customers of the Dutch Lottery. So as for every challenge, there's obviously a need for a solution. So what was your exact approach to the case and what was the proposed solution? Yeah, we were already involved with the Dutch Lotteries within the, the Gateway project, as I, as I previously mentioned before. There we already uh, built a system based on cloud, so cloud native and, uh, and microservices. And that proved to be a good solution for them. So we went a similar route for a subscription system. Yeah, and to gain further trust, we started off with a prototype that demonstrated or one of their games that we could do a full cycle, meaning that a customer could create a subscription, get invoiced, get collected, and that would then could actually hand out the tickets that were part of the subscription. And we did that in six weeks, I think. Yeah, short amount of time, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So with a very small team, actually, uh, of developers. Yeah, we already knew the domain from the previous project. So that was a, was a huge advantage there. So as you mentioned that you used that same, like at least a similar solution before, what do you think is the business advantage of using such a solution? It's especially flexibility. As my colleague here mentioned, the Dutch Lottery wanted uh, really to have a system that was able to be self-serving to their customers, made them made it possible to change their subscription at a whim and still have correct billing, correct handing out of tickets, etc. It would be both flexible but still 
highly reliable because you really want if if your customer is actually paying for something that it, he or she should actually get what he's paying for. Yeah, and also the the system is comprised of of separate mod, different modules with their own responsibilities, and they all have different characteristics regarding. Uh, at what time they are busy, at what day of the month they are busy, and so by using this microservices approach, every service is can scale in its own way. For example, uh, one of the services is responsible for modifying subscriptions of, of players. Well, that's typically a system that might be most busy during uh, office hours. Another system is uh, responsible for billing. That might be very busy only once a month when the new invoices have to be created. These different services have different characteristics, and by using such an architecture, you can really cater for that. Thank you for a very elaborate answer. So moving back to the project itself, as the market competition is constantly growing, especially in the tech industry, how can you stay competitive in the growing market? And what do you think is the competitive advantage of TriFork? Good question. One of the things is that we definitely have highly skilled teams. Usually, we do try to understand the business of the customer. In this case, we had the advantage that uh, there was already a team that did that. Even with other industries, we do try to understand what is the business of our customer so that we can better serve the customer need. And we try to be transparent in that as well. When we think something is maybe not optimal, we challenge the customers to think about, hey, what is it that you actually need instead of what they want? Yeah, really try to be a, a partner, so to say, for our customers and not just uh, you know, someone so, or some company that just builds a solution and gets paid for that. No, we really try to really, really solve the problem in the best way for our customers. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. So to continue that topic, how can you ensure a continuous collaboration between the companies in the future? Well, that, that means that we are constantly talking to our customer. So we have development cycles that are pretty short where we constantly ask feedback where we challenge the requirements that the product owner comes up with to make sure that they are actually what the customer needs, that we also know that they can both be implemented and be tested so that it can be verified, and then make sure that every time we deliver a feature, we can quickly deploy it so that it is being used quite soon after the customer is asking for it. I guess it's working pretty well since we got another project after the getaway. So. To follow up, while working on the custom projects, what do you think is the most important future or quality that team members need to focus on in order to deliver customized yet flexible solutions in a timely manner? And what's the biggest challenge in this process? I think there really is uh, to be able to challenge your, the, the customer and the, and the requirements. So it's and really being transparent about what's possible and also really ask for the why a certain thing needs to be solved and not just accept a proposed solution that might not be the best one. Yeah. And also, uh, I really try to challenge the priority of things so that the most value is generated in the shortest amount of time. And that can be quite a challenge because uh, that this is sometimes involves saying no to your customer. Well, that sometimes might feel not right or not optimal, but I think in the end, it helps your customer in the best way if you really feel that something should not be done or is not possible. Uh, but it is uh, that is quite a challenge. It's a challenge to challenge. <laughs> yes. And do you often maybe face backlash when you say no to the customers in such a case, or is it usually taken? I know more calmly. <laughs> that differs. Uh, some customers they might be a bit angry at first, but if you explain it to them and go over them, why 
you are saying no, being transparent, as we mentioned before, does help a lot, most of the customers in understanding why we are challenging them. Because we want to make sure that what they get is what they need. That means that we take a good hard look at, hey, what is possible, what is not possible, and are there other ways in which we can achieve this as well, that, for instance, take less time or mean that we don't need as much information as, as they currently th- say they need? Yeah, I, I really think that is one of our uh, biggest responsibilities because yeah. uh, often we are asked by a client because of the software our experts that we are, which the client often is not. It's really up to us to, to take them by the hand, I would say, and to guide them there and not just always say yes. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. I mean, I believe that transparency is a big and important step in all the different areas of the business. So that's great to hear. And thank you so much for coming today and sharing all the insights. So to sum up today's episode, I wanted to ask you for some final advice that you would like to share with our audience. Assuming that a company would like to update or build a new software application to achieve their business goals. How can Triforce initially help? There we uh, can start off with a quick scan, meaning that within a few days we can assess what immediate needs you have, what risks there are, and then come up with a plan to move further. In that way, we can also help you assess what is possible and what is not possible, where we see uh, potential risks, and make sure that we address those risks as soon as possible so that we also know whether that what you're asking for us is actually going to deliver what you need. Well, thank you both once again and good luck with the future projects. In this episode, we are hosting two employees from Trifork Amsterdam who shared their experiences and lessons learned while working on the subscription project for the Netherlands Lottery, the national lottery and sports betting operator in the Netherlands. Stay tuned for more episodes of our Trifork podcast series. Mm-hmm.